Welcome to the CIO Podcast on Healthcare IT Today. I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today, and I'm excited to bring you the most practical healthcare CIO insights and perspectives. We know your job is challenging, and we want to help you be more successful. And today's guest, I think, is going to do a great job in this. He's Dr. Hank Caps, Executive Vice President and Chief Information and Digital Officer at Wellstar Health System. Welcome, Hank. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, so before we dive into the topics for today, tell us a little bit about yourself and Wellstar Health System. Absolutely. My name's Hank Caps. Uh, I'm a family doctor by training. I'm the EVP Chief Information and Digital Officer at Wellstar Health System, as you stated. Um, I've been here since January, um, hitting the ground running, very excited to be a part of the team here. Uh, to tell you a little bit about Wellstar, uh, it's one of the largest and most integrated health systems in all of Georgia. We've got 11 hospitals, over 300 care locations, and over 24,000 team members um, across that footprint. Um, and we are on a journey to continue to deliver world-class healthcare every day and are really focusing on creating what the future of healthcare is going to look like in our community and even beyond. That's awesome. Well, and, you know, I, I actually had you on here. I, I think you were a recommendation from people because you have a, a very unique perspective. So excited to hear that. But, you know, as I talk to CIOs, many of them talk about like, what's the base set of platform and technologies that we need as an organization to be successful? So what do you think are, are really that operational base platform that every healthcare organization needs and will need for that foreseeable future? It's a great question. I mean, if, if you look back historically at how healthcare technology shops were built, you know, they were really development shops pre-electronic health record. We have this kind of moment in time where electronic health records come onto the scene first as innovation, but later as a regulatory requirement. So yeah. in the context of that regulatory requirement, these teams started shifting from development shops with kind of core platforms that ran a business and you know, and clinical as kind of a wraparound to now we're going to be a clinical enterprise built on this new nervous system of electronic health record. And so massive transition, the changes in these organizations happened quickly. Um, and we saw them roll out both in hospitals and, and practices across the country. Now you see a more stable environment as it relates to the clinical infrastructure that still runs the clinical enterprise, the electronic health record. And you're seeing a dynamic need for additional platforms that either wrap around that electronic health record clinical enterprise like data uh, and consumer experiences and at the same time looking up and realizing all those business programs and platforms that existed pre-electronic health record have been left starved in the corner uh, <laughs> because we have been focused in on those clinical platforms appropriately so it's how we take care of patients yeah. Uh, and so I think we're at this now new inflection point uh, in how teams are going to be organized inside uh, health systems. We're going to look a lot more like technology companies. So if we're going to look like a technology company embedded in the broader healthcare system, and that's a new assumption, then what are all of the things that you would do to make that happen? And what are the technology platforms that then support that strategic direction? And so it's built around the customer, both internal customers, those we serve inside the organization, and then it's built around the consumer, a word we wouldn't have even used a decade ago <laughs> to describe how we're going to interact with patients. And so if you have this 
internal customer focus, you have this consumer focus, then you're going to have platforms that are built around capabilities organized as products and services that you're then going to deliver out to your internal customers and your external customers. And, and that's, you know, a cheesy kind of consultancy word, transformational kind of talk, but that's the, the, the real shift that we're seeing and the skill sets and platforms needed to modernize your back office to enhance your, your clinical platforms um, are going to be part of the secret to success, not just for the technology organization, but candidly for the whole healthcare organization as it continues to differentiate itself and position itself in an industry that's, you know, in the midst of a generational change with the global pandemic and um, all of the different um, elements that we faced over the last 18 months. That's a fascinating way to describe it, that IT was originally kind of a business operations thing. Then the regulatory requirements of EDHR made it a clinical one and, you know, make sure the clinical can go forward, et cetera. And now we're laying on the consumer side of things and creating this consumer journey and a consumer experience. Like what are some of those technologies and processes that are needed? Or are, are you looking at digital check-in, telehealth? And what, what are the things you're really looking at and you think are important for a CIO to really be be focusing on. So if you if you think about kind of the digital technology estate that you're going to be developing and optimizing, almost all health systems were on that journey. Started with a, a patient portal. Uh, it started with basic websites, um, mostly a, a Wikipedia of what your physicians did. Um, right. You know, this physician's really great at this. Uh, this physician's really great at this. Now you have this kind of consumer environment. That, that demands um, interactivity and connectivity. And so picture the evolution of healthcare from hospitals and, uh, and ambulatory sites to hospitals, ambulatory sites. And now this acknowledgement that actually most of people's lives, they're not inside our four walls. So they're in this new virtual venue of care. And for the last five years, as a part of electronic health records and the clinical strong focus on engaging on the clinical side of the world and starting to kind of scratch the surface on what a, a true consumer retail experience would look like. Fast forward to the day the national emergency was declared for the global pandemic. We literally in real time had to adjust how we were delivering care. So if you're gonna literally have to adjust in real time how you're gonna deliver care and you're gonna do it in such a way that you're leveraging digital mechanisms, they already existed. They were already in other industries. And so in healthcare, we immediately pivoted. Offices are closing. Telehealth, virtual care, digital health, whatever the alphabet soup for the term of the day for delivering care in these new mediums, we were doing them in real time. Mm -hmm. And so in that context of now delivering care, agnostic to the location that someone's sitting in and the wraparound of what the consumer now experiences, wants to experience, uh, you really have a new ecosystem of care that's been in rapid evolution over the last 18 months. And so it's not just delivering clinical care, digital health kind of mechanisms. It's actually delivering the whole package of connectivity um, across wherever the patient's sitting at. And it really brings to mind this, you know, kind of fundamental question, is care going to be organized around location? Mm -hmm. It has been for a generation. Um, and now today, if you shift that and you say care of the future is going to be organized around the patient, 
something we would have always said we were doing, but we didn't actually do it. We actually <laughs> organized it around location. It's around a building, concentric circles around that building and words like service areas, primary and secondary and all of this. Now we can think outside of that view because it really is organized around the patient. So you're going to need all the core platforms that you had before as it relates to clinical care. You're now going to need to create a whole new care experience. So it's not just taking a visit and turning it into a video, it's turning it into the whole experience and all the different pieces of it. And so when you look at the future of healthcare, we're gonna have to be designing toward that, not toward just the digitizing of certain functions. Um, and with that, you bring along all of the retail and consumer experience, they have to be inspired experiences. They have to be, you know, I mean, people, when they come to see us, it's not like they're having a good day. I mean, by <laughs> definition, if you're coming to see us, you're having a bad day. So how do we create the experience coming to you as much as we possibly can deliver in a way that maintains quality and safety as an absolute table state given, but recognizing that really the world changed in front of us. Um, and we changed in the world because we rolled up our sleeves and we delivered care when offices were closed. We went from a couple hundred visits, uh, you know, a month to thousands of visits a day. So it turns out when those incentives, you know, aligned and the demand aligned, um, we really saw a remarkable change, which will set forward what our new interim is. I, I don't think we can yet picture the new normal. I think we're picturing the next mm -hmm. new interim and we've got to be designing toward an ideal that is outside of that new normal kind of dynamic that we hear everybody talking about right now. So, you know, forward to the new interim while planning for the new normal that's much further down the, down the pathway and not fully dependent on, on kind of the, the global pandemic waning and, and some of the external sure. kind of triggers. Well, I think it's interesting how you described the website as kind of the yellow pages of our doctors and what they do, right? That's my description. But, uh, you know, and, and it's like, you know, that was run by marketing. I mean, the CIO didn't do anything with that other than maybe put up a web server, right? So are you going to see, and, you know, I, I interestingly have a marketing community, a healthcare marketing community and a health IT community, and there the two should meet, right? Are you having more conversations with the marketing team? Because it, it feels like that's going to be necessary as well. I mean, the, you, you cannot um, pull apart marketing and digital. Hmm. Um, digital is not just a channel. Um, and when you're thinking about the design of that consumer experience in an omni-channel kind of way, then digital and marketing are just, they're just married at the hip. Um, and being locked synced together with the technology innovations that are coming with the way that marketing is able to bring to market um, and help acquire patients or help patients find their way to the right care. Mm -hmm. um, it, that is truly the future. So website I mean, to me, is a patient navigation tool. Uh, it's a patient acquisition tool in the business sense. Sure. But it's a patient navigation tool. If I need care, I'm going to go to Google and I'm going to type in my knee hurts or some version of that. And Google's going to tee up in all the magic that it does, all these options about your knee hurting. And you're going to wind your way to Wellstar Health System's website. And when you land there, we have to be your partner in figuring out the right care for you. And so if you design a website that way, 
then you're really designing it more with a retail lens because every other website we're going on to, it's about closure rates. Yeah. Uh, and healthcare's never thought of it that way. It was just, it needed to be pretty uh, and it needed to have all the information and every single doctor needed to be happy with their picture and the little video intro <laughs> and all of their interest. And now you got to turn it upside down. It's an engagement platform. So, you know, we just went live with our new version of wellstar.org. It was a rip and replace. We, we were on an old architecture and we have our MVP one live now done with agile development. Again, back to now we're a development shop. We're not just a configuring shop of electronic health records. And then we're doing repetitive sprints to upgrade that website um, built around the idea that it is going to help us navigate patients to the right care um, and ultimately be an acquisition tool. Now, is it there at this moment today? No, but that's a part of the journey on all of this is that you have to get started on that path to moving from repository of information to navigation and acquisition. Um, and I think that that's gonna be something that really differentiates how we continue to think about uh, the future and all of these digital platforms, whether it be web or mobile, or you know, name the different channel, we're gonna wanna be there because that's where patients are at. And if you're building this all around the customer, another word we don't use in healthcare very much, then essentially you're gonna be obsessed with how you meet people where they are. And, and, and you combine that with the mission that we have to care for people. Um, and there is just something special about that. Uh, and I think that is where healthcare is gonna continue to evolve. Uh, and those that don't evolve to that aren't going to be doing healthcare very much in the future because they're going to be they're going to be companies, health systems um, all around us that have you know forward march toward what that future looks like, um, and um, and it's exciting to us. It, it matches our vision. It matches where we're headed. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to chew on there. I love the perspective and the and the framework for looking at it. Um, let's shift gears a little different direction, though. Are there technologies that you hear being talked about, whether it's the media, myself, et cetera, you know, that you're just not buying into, or at least not yet buying into? You know, we, we have a very um, specific and intentional approach to the evaluation of 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 technology products from idea all the way to mature product. And we believe they're going to be certain uh, catalysts that really drive some of the future innovation that's going to happen inside our marketplace. And so we first look at it purely at a framework level. We then drive out to what's the problem we're trying to solve? What's the opportunity that we see in the marketplace? And then, and then we use that mechanism, that process by which we're going to surface ideas earlier in the cycle, something that health systems don't normally do, mm -hmm. uh, to bring meaningful new technology uh, into the care of our patients and ultimately uh, the benefit of healthcare in general, because you have to have innovation across that whole continuum. So I hope that there are a ton of bad ideas out there. Because if there are a ton of bad ideas, it means we're innovating enough. Um, and, you know, inside the kind of broad buckets of, you know, I mean, AI, 
um, which could mean like a thousand different yeah, things. It's everything. like the definition of a buzzword um, <laughs> to, you know, individual point solutions that support the business, whether they be in supply chain or non-clinical areas to, you know, point solutions around the consumer um, to some degree. Uh, I, I wouldn't summarily dismiss any of the categories of technology, but I would say that there's a wide variety um, within all of those categories that you have to assess and match it to your individual needs, the individual needs of the organization. And then ultimately, if you're sourcing ideas early enough, then you're also thinking about how you're gonna impact the, you know, the, the healthcare industry, not just your own organization. So um, lots of buzzwords out there. Many of them are buzzwords that have traps. Many of them have incredible applications. I mean, you know, I'll pick on AI. We, ha we have a product that we can absolutely show has made a difference in needle to stroke time that we were one of the early innovators in here at Wellstar um, that is actual machine learning um, and meets all the definitions of, you know, a legit technology solution that has made a difference um, in a clinical application. Um, and then I can tell you, we look at nine of them a week that you know, I'm not even sure it's real um, because <laughs> it, it, it's, it's conceptual. And it's a great idea, but that's really how it's supposed to be. We need those great ideas infusing, even if they're not real yet. Um, and so um, I would say that uh, we're going to be um, aggressive, even more aggressive than we have been historically here at Wellstar um, to, to, to bring in those ideas, you know, to create a lab environment where we're going to, be able to accelerate them faster. I, mean, I think a typical health service system kind of is moving at this kind of a glacial pace, which is normal because we've built the whole thing around quality and safety in this innovation. We've got to be running at 10 times the cycle time to be able to really source ideas and bring them into the market. But to some degree, you've seen one idea, you've seen one idea and matching it to what you actually need is I think one of the most um, important components or if you see that it's a need the healthcare industry has, then as a health system, you don't have to just be fixing your own problems. Like you can be entrepreneurial inside. Again, we're a technology company. Why would we not be reaching outside of our four walls um, with all that we have uh, built from an infrastructure standpoint? So I, I may not have exactly answered your question of what, uh, <laughs> you know, down to the specific level of detail. But, but I think that that's really the, the framework that we're using. And I think it's a very um, intuitive one that helps also engage the whole technology organization, not just you know, a select few. Yeah, I think it's an interesting framework to consider. So as we wrap up, you know, I, I always love to get some some advice from you know someone who's been there, right? And for many aspiring CIOs, or even for their you know for your peers, what's the best advice you've ever received that could help another CIO? You know, I I think the the best advice um, I've ever received is that it's all about the team, um, and if you care for each other above all else. Uh, and you create an environment where people can care for each other above all else, then in the great times and in the very difficult times, then you're arm in arm, ready to make a difference for our patients, um, mm -hmm. for our team members. And so if you take kind of that high level construct uh, and then drive it into your organization as a part of that culture um, and you, you know, roll up your sleeves at any moment um, whether you're the CIO or 
the software engineer to make a difference for uh, the ultimate mission and vision of, of your um, organization, uh, then, then there's something really magical about that because you create this environment where you're not solving just a technology problem, you're a real team. And, yeah. and I think at the end of the day, that, that's what's going to make the biggest impact, the biggest difference. Yeah, love it. Thanks so much, uh, Dr. Hank Caps. Uh, appreciate you sharing all these insights and perspectives. I think you provided a great framework for many of the CIOs that are trying to navigate this new consumer-centric digital world that was in many ways forced upon us. So thanks so much. And thanks everyone for watching. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this and the rest of the CIO podcasts in the series, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com. Thanks, Hank. Thank you.